0: This episode of SwitchCraft is brought to you by Stephen McLaughlin and other patrons just like him. For more information on how you can help me create content like SwitchCraft, check out patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with me. I just want to let everybody know today's going to be a short episode the main reason is I just spent two days installing flooring in my uh, studio upstairs, as well as a bedroom and a hallway, and I'm just wiped out. And on top of that, there's not a whole lot of uh, news specific to Nintendo today. So let's just jump into feedback news after that, and uh, then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, T Bond 22 reviewed the show. They said I only found the show because he was on Switch C- Switch Cast. And I'm so glad he was. Love his takes on Nintendo and think he makes great points on the current topics. Very informative and has a great voice for podcasts. He has a new subscriber and me. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you so much, T-Bond, for reviewing the show. Uh, it really does help. If you guys haven't already done so, head on over to iTunes and give the show a review. It'll be a huge help. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. So, let's jump in on the news. It's a bit more exciting! Alright, in a tweet from Nintendo of Europe, Mr. Onuma, who was in charge of development of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, said had confirmed that you will be playing as Link in the Champion's Ballad, which if you don't already know, is the winter DLC that we'll be getting for Breath of the Wild later on this year. Uh, We've just got the Heroes Trials, and then uh, Champions Ballad comes later on. Uh, He said that uh, we, we again, would be playing as Link, uh, but you would be learning more about Zelda along the way, so that's pretty interesting. I wonder if that means that we're going to be playing Link uh, as as he was back in, 100 years ago back before the game started that would be very interesting to me um there's no indication whether or not that's true it's just a uh, you know a rumor that some people have have uh mentioned uh in addition they also uh nintendo of europe also had tweeted that the wind waker lobster shirt which is the blue shirt that link wears in the beginning of wind waker before he gets his green suit uh from his grandmother he says that uh that the lobster shirt is going to be making a comeback in the champions' ballad, which is cool. Looks like we'll get even some more outfits. Um, I haven't collected any of the new outfits in the DLC yet, mainly because I have only done like I've started completely from scratch, and I want to take just a couple of minutes and I want to talk about the DLC. The DLC, I mean, okay, it the DLC has completely changed the way that I play the game. Um, I used to go into a camp and just wreck house, no problem. Uh, I mean, th- again, this was one of the hardest Zelda games ever, and the hard mode has completely changed the way that I play. Now I have to take my time and really think about each combat. How how can I uh, use uh, what's available to me and even what, what kind of enemies that I'm fighting to my advantage to try and whittle things down. So let me give you an example. And, uh, I actually was unsuccessful in this fight. I, I fought, uh, it was, um, I was in the Hebra region, which is Northwest and that's where like snowy mountains are. And, um, I had come on, I come upon one of those skull caves, which, uh, you know, the cave that looks like a skull and the monsters are camped out in it. And I saw that there was a treasure chest and I said to myself, self, you want what's in that treasure chest. So I, uh, I, I headed on in there. I snuck up. I had some bomb arrows on me and, and looking inside were two electric pieces and, um, three Lizalfos and one of the Lizalfos was a an ice breathing Lizalfos. By the way, do yourself a favor and when you're sneaking up on stuff, take pictures because it'll tell you what they can do. Uh, so even before I started I knew that I had an ice breathing Lizalfos. So one of the things that I did is is I thought, all right. The ice breathing Lizalfos, he spits out these two little globs of ice, and if they hit you, you're frozen. But they're pretty easy to dodge those, especially if you're keeping your eye on him the whole time. So what I did is I targeted one of the other Lizalfos with a with a bomb arrow. And I hit him in the head, killed him. Okay, and these are white Lizalfos or silver Lizalfos, by the way. Um then the other two come out after me, and basically what I did is I kind of managed to position myself so that the um the ice breathing luzolfos would uh, would end up freezing the other one and left him frozen so I could fight the ice breathing one one on one now this worked successfully two or three times but uh, e- almost inevitably I would make it, at least one mistake. And I, I currently did not have enough hearts to deal with these guys. And every time that they hit me, they would one-shot me. Even if I had full hearts, even if I had full hearts um, with some yellow hearts as well, they would one-shot me. So I had to do this perfect. And I probably fought them 15 or 16 times. And three or four times, I think, that I was successful in getting uh, one of them frozen uh, and then just fighting them one-on-one. Uh, I even got it so that I only had one left, and he looked like he was just about dead, and then I ended up missing a dodge and getting killed. And I have to say that even when you're failing in this game, you are, at least for me, even when I'm failing in this game, I am having an absolute blast. Um, Now, all of the new stuff that was added outside of just making the game more difficult and adding the floating platforms filled with uh, monsters and loot... um, all that stuff I haven't even had a chance to do yet. I'm just re-exploring Hyrule, just like I did the first time around. I mean, not exactly, because I, I know where I'm going this time, and, and I know where I can find the dungeons. And I've already gotten um, Mifa's Grace, and I'm headed over to get Revali's Gale. Um, I, right now I'm just kind of doing stuff on the periphery, because I haven't had time to stream and i don't i want to do the dungeon on stream cuz i think that the viewers would would appreciate that by the way if you want to check out the stream just head on over to twitchtv slash uh and you can you, you'll see next time i play which should be tomorrow although i'm not sure we're still doing uh, renovations in the studio and and it's uh pretty crazy but anyway um i can't wait to get to the new stuff right now i think i'm at 10 hearts And as soon as I get 13 hearts, I'm going after the Master Sword. Uh, And then as soon as I get the Master Sword, I'm going to have it in my hand. I'm going to put it right back in the pedestal. And I'm going to do some of the new stuff that I've never done before. And I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm also excited to play the game again in a brand new way. Because I did not get all 120 shrines the first time around. So there's been quite a few shrines that I found this time that have been like completely new. And even ones that I've done before, I have had to stop and really think about, okay, I can't remember how I accomplished this. Um, In fact, there was one that I really had trouble with and I ended up just abandoning it. I finished the shrine, but I didn't get all of the chests in it. Um, This is something I didn't know the first time around. If you open up your map and you look at the shrine, it'll have a little chest icon next to it. If you have collected all of the chests in it. And I was in the one that's called speed of light, which if you've played through it, I'm sure that you remember it. Um, And there's another chest in there that I can't seem to get to, and I couldn't figure out how to get to. Uh, So eventually I just said, all right, I'm going to have to come back later. Now I'm not under this grand delusion that I'm going to hundred percent the game in hard mode. Honestly, I don't even know if I'd be able to beat Ganon in hard mode. The The game is so difficult, and I'm, I'm actually a little worried about what it's going to be like when I go after Ur- Urbosa's Fury, because that boss fight at the end of that dungeon was really rough. Um, but anyway, I'm just really excited that we're getting more time with Zelda, and with Splatoon 2 coming up, it's like right around the corner. I'm worried, like... <laughs> I haven't played ARMS since the Zelda DLC came out and I absolutely love ARMS. It is my favorite fighting game. I think that I like it better than Smash. I know there's a lot of people who are angry that I just said that, but I think that it is, um, how do I want to put it? I think it's a little more tactical for me and because it's a little bit slower paced because, um, Smash Brothers is insanity and I never have any ability to compete in that game. That being said, maybe when we get Smash, um, maybe uh, next summer, I don't know, just guessing, uh, but maybe when we get Smash, we'll have a better uh, ranking system like we do in in ARMS. But I haven't touched ARMS since the Zelda DLC came up, because I've just been so engrossed in playing Zelda. Um, and that just goes to show you, that's not saying anything bad about ARMS, its it's just how good of a game Zelda is. I checked on my Switch. It says I've currently got 125 hours into it. So since the DLC came out, I've already put 25 hours into it, which is crazy because I have been very, very busy uh, working upstairs in the studio trying to get it ready so that I can move my stuff up there. Uh, Anyway, uh, let's jump into some more news. A bit more enemies, a bit more friends. French website Le Monde uh, had an interview with Shinya Takahashi, who is the um, managing director of Nintendo and it's as well as its uh, operations manager. And um, you know, it's in the 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 link that I sent you is in French, but it pops up. Translate this page, and it does a pretty good job, and it's uh, very readable, uh, which is better than most translating. So thank you, Google. I think you did a good job this time. Um, but it says here. One of the questions, and probably one of the most important questions, it says that the switch seems victim of its success. The demand is very strong and the stock shortage is regular. The Wall Street Journal evokes a shortage of components. Do you confirm this information and what is your strategy to deal with this problem? Uh, Takahashi replied, he said, first of all, I apologize for the switch shortage, which is unfortunately not our fault. But as our pres announced, that's Kimishima, uh a few days ago, we were able to improve our production line, which means that we were able to we will be, be well, I can't read. Which means that we will be able to deliver more consoles for the period that is opening up. Uh they asked how they improved the production chain. He says the only thing I can tell you is it's improved. Um Some people are also worried about how many games are coming to the Switch uh the question that was asked is you talk about internal production on how many games can nintendo work at the same time switch and other media combined uh he said he couldn't answer precisely on a number but they have 11 production units um so they've got 11 teams basically and each one is working on several projects at the same time Uh, so that's actually pretty great uh that means that we could. I mean, several projects at the same time that now some people are going to look at that and they'll say, well, several means seven and there's 11 teams. So that means we're going to get 77 games per year. That's not the way it works. First off, um, just because they're working on a project, maybe they are working on seven projects, uh, each team, but that doesn't mean all of them are going to come out in one year. Um, they could be doing prep work on one game and finalizing stuff on another, so I I do, I will say that that it seems like the current pace at which they've been releasing games is very very fast much better than the in the Wii U era. Uh we've been in, inundated almost with a nonstop of huge games from Nintendo uh kind of tentpole, tent-polling everything with uh smaller uh, indie titles propping everything up and I think that that's a really good way for Nintendo to go about this. I mean we're, we're they're currently not getting AAA games from third-party publishers and I think mostly the reason for that is because a lot of those publishers got burned on the Wii U. The Wii U launched with I think it was like 35 games which is a huge number. It, it, it had a very successful launch and then it just dwindled very, very quickly, and nobody bought those games. And all of these publishers, if we go back, the Wii came out, and the publishers weren't really there at the beginning. And then they kind of tried to make up for it at the end because there were so many Wiis sold. And then when the Wii U came out, all those publishers were like, well, we don't want to not support Nintendo. The The last Nintendo console sold gangbusters, so we got to make sure that we've got games for it. And then the system just didn't sell. So this time, when the Switch was coming out, there I'm sure that the developers were like, all right, well, the last console didn't do so hot from Nintendo. I think maybe we should just back off and wait and see and find out if it's going to go well. Now, um, Shigeru Miyamoto made this really good analogy. He said that good, system, good game systems depend on having good games to play on them. Uh, however you run into this issue where developers are waiting to see if the system will sell well before they will support it but then the system won't sell well if it doesn't have the support from third party publishers uh and it's like this catch 22 you know there's no good way around it uh and i think that the one way around it that that nintendo has found is to publish a lot of games and i think this is why we saw the drought with the wii u i think that nintendo looked at the wii u and they said All right, well, we already understand that this is a failure. It's not going to be rescued. We've tried everything that we can. Here's what we need to do. What we need to do is halt production on most of our Wii U titles. Start working on bringing those to Switch instead. Um, It'll be easier for optimization. Um, They already had streamlined their... Back when they announced the, the NX, which later became the Switch... I don't know why my neighbor is mowing his lawn again. He did it last time I recorded. It's like he's waiting for me to hit the record button, and then he starts mowing. Anyway, um, so back when they announced the Switch, uh, or I'm sorry, the NX, which was a couple years ago, uh, Iwata said that they had streamlined their development process so that um, assets that they were developing could be used again uh, across multiple platforms, which is very, very important. That's why it's easy for them to take stuff that was made for the Wii U and push it over to the Switch. So then when when they decided that the Wii U was, was a failure and that they were going to cut it off and bring out the new system, because of what they had already done at that announcement, or prior to that announcement, by restructuring their teams, they are able to easily move from Wii U production to Switch production. Well, that made the Wii U its last couple years, an absolute disaster. Very, very few games came out. Uh, Zelda, which was supposed to come out, but then didn't until the Switch came out. It was a bad, bad, bad thing for them. But it, it only looked like it was a bad thing because what it really was, it allowed them to have a lot of games ready to come out on the Switch in this first year, which makes the Switch an attractive platform to people who are looking at buying something. So, Jimmy Joe Bob wants to go buy a console. He hears about the Switch. He sees that there's all these great games from Nintendo on it. So, he buys it, and then suddenly, because he's buying this, and and when I say Jimmy Joe Bob, I mean the millions of people who are out there buying these systems, because they're buying them, now it is suddenly an attractive platform for third-party publishers, and so third-party publishers are going to start being far more interested in bringing their stuff. Now, what we have to remember, and I've I've talked about this on the show before, is that development of, of uh, video games takes a lot of time. And so we're not going to see them be able to turn on a dime and take development... Uh, and and start development on uh, something because the switch is suddenly successful and then drop a game a month later. That's not the way it works unless you're talking about ET, which was a failure. Um, For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Atari ET and you'll know what I mean. Um, Anyway, so because it takes a long time, we're not actually going to see uh, these third party companies start to really support the switch probably until mid next year or late next year. And that's okay. Because right now, Nintendo seems to have a very good solution. Lots of big Nintendo titles. Look at the top sellers. Every month since the Switch came out, there's been been a ton of Nintendo games in that list, which is very good, especially with the small user base of the Switch. It's a brand new console that's only been on on the map for four months, and having a constant um, big sellers with a small number of consoles compared to the like the PS4. Um, that's very good. So while Nintendo is playing catch up here, I think that they're 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 doing well, and I think that as long as they can get their um, it was what uh, Takahashi was talking about. As long as they can keep these shortages from happening and keep their production line. Uh, improved the way that Takahashi is saying that they are, I think that Nintendo is looking to have a really great year and have a really great year next year as well. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that March was a soft launch and that the real launch will be when Mario comes out. And uh, I think that that Nintendo is uh, just hitting its stride and we might be in, I don't know. I think that there's a good chance that Nintendo, by the end of next year, I don't know if they'd be the dominant console, but I think that they'd easily take number two away from Microsoft. I think that's a possibility, especially with the way that Microsoft seems to be banking on power in a time where when I look at my PS4 and I play a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm like, this looks beautiful. I really don't need anything better. I'm sure the Xbox Scorpio or no, the the Xbox One X, which is a stupid name, by the way, um, Sure, it will look better, but unless I'm looking at the games side by side, I won't notice. So with Xbox focusing so much on having raw horsepower and Nintendo focusing so much on just fun, I think that Nintendo has the option, or at least has a possibility, of catching up and surpassing Microsoft And becoming the number two. Now, do I think that they'll catch up to PS4? I doubt it. PS4 has been selling like gangbusters, but guess what? It doesn't really matter if they're number one or number two or number three as long as they are putting out top quality content, which they have been for the fans who want to support them, like us. Uh, So, anyway, let's talk about some new content for a different game. Now you're playing with power, superpower. Boy, Nintendo of Europe's Twitter has been giving me all my stories today. And the next one is that, get ready, ARMS fans, Max Brass, a.k.a. The Commish, joins the fight via a free update on July 12th. Well, I'm going to be at a conference on July 12th, so I won't get to play it, but you will. And Max Brass is, if you've played through ARMS, he is the last, well, sort of, uh, he's sort of the last boss of the game uh again it's just a ladder crawl it's nothing there's no story there you're just uh f- you know ten ten fights maybe twelve fights i can't remember uh but you're you're having a few fights and then you get to fight against max brass and he's got uh whammers that he starts with uh a big fist and then a grenade hand. Those are his starting arms and he, one of his abilities kind of copies that of uh Springman where he can hold his bl- not not his block his charge for a little bit and when he lets go a little blue ring will spin around him and that'll um negate the momentum of the uh arms that are coming at him which is kind of cool uh he also has another ability where he when he charges up he gets bigger so he goes from a medium sized character to a big size character, kind of like Master Mummy, who can shrug off non-powered attacks. So, I mean, he'll still take damage from them, but they don't knock him down, which is very important. So, he looks like somebody who plays very cool, and I'm looking forward to playing as him. I don't know if, you know, time will tell if he is going to change the meta, as it were. I know that uh, Yabuki, who is the chief designer of the game uh he was the guy who um beat the winner at the uh at the uh, uh, the e3 competition uh but yabuki had said that one of the reasons why they want to continually introduce new characters is to break the meta so the meta doesn't get stale so that certain characters are constantly changing and they're going to be rebalancing the game and i think that that's really cool and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we have next. Another question that people have asked me is Who do I think is the last boss going to be once you can, if you play as Max Brass? So, like I said, he's the last boss of the game. Is he going to have to fight himself at the end, or is there going to be somebody else sitting there as the champion? And maybe the next champion that you have to fight as the next boss, that'll be the next DLC character. So maybe that's how they'll continually do it. So we've got our main set of characters, and then Max Brass is is the champion that you have to beat. Well, when he comes out, maybe he's replaced by the next DLC character. And then... When that character comes out, maybe they're replaced by the next DLC character. I don't know if that's the way that they're going to do it. I just think it would be kind of cool. Uh, we would get an idea of how that character plays before we actually get to play as them. And um, man, just, just talking about this makes me want to fire up some more ARMS because that game is fantastic. All right, I'm going to lightning round these last two stories, going to go quick Uh, One of them is weird. One of them is cool. Uh, The weird one is going to be first. And (laughs) there is a keyboard that is now Joy-Con compatible. So basically the way that it works is, it it, I can't talk today, is that it is a keyboard that has slides on the side for you to snap your Joy-Cons onto it. And then you can type into the game while you're playing. Now, it doesn't look like the most comfortable way to play, and it's very reminiscent of an old uh, GameCube accessory where you had a keyboard in the middle of a GameCube controller. <laughs> I'm not sure what this would be for, uh, but I I I do know that 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 upcoming is a coding. I'm going to say game in air quotes. It's not really a game. It's it's a, it's a thing to learn to code, which is cool. Um, more of these things should be on game consoles so kids can learn from that because a lot of kids don't have their own computer and their parents don't want them using their computer. Um, so I think it's cool that there's going to be this, this uh, programming language that you can learn to use on uh, the Nintendo Switch because that teaches problem solving skills and things like that uh, which is awesome and I think that that that's very neat this looks like this keyboard accessory does not look like anything that I would ever want to use for anything outside of just that Um, I can't imagine playing a game where you would type to somebody like I don't know maybe maybe this is for people who don't like using voice communications uh, one thing of note is that it tends to have both the Japanese kanji as well as the Latin alphabet on the, um, keyboard. I'm not sure if it's coming out in America or not. And if it is coming out in America, um, I don't know if it's going to be coming, uh, the same exact version that would have the kanji on there as well. Uh, the other, uh, thing that I mentioned or the other lightning round item is Thimbleweed Park is coming to the Switch. Uh, if you don't know anything about that, Thimbleweed Park is made by Ron Gilbert, who is very famous for making The Secret of Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle. And Thimble- Thimbleweed Park looks really, really cool. Uh, the game kind of reminds me of like an X-Files episode where they've got these two FBI agents coming to this town, almost like a mix of... Twin Peaks and X-Files with a cool somewhere between 8 and 16-bit style uh, graphical art style, I guess. And it looks very, very fun. And this is exactly the kind of game that I would be interested in on the Switch because I can take it with me. It's it's a point-and-click adventure. Now, the thing is, a point-and-click adventure, for me... I never stick with them. I always look at them and I'm like, "Oh man, this is the one. This is the one that's going to convince me and then I'm going to finish and then I'm going to have so much fun with." However, I never finish them. Uh however, having it portable might change that because if I can take it with me and just uh, you know, grab it out of my out of my bag and say, "All right, well, let's let's try and do a little bit of puzzle solving or explore or have a couple conversations with people. That might be something that I get into. Now, it's a point and click adventure where you don't have a mouse, but when it's not docked, you do have a touch screen. Now, I don't know if the touch screen is actually uh, available. So, like, I'm looking at this video right now and it shows that they're controlling this uh, on screen cursor. Okay, yes. Uh, so, yes, it is touch screen. So, this is great. Uh, I'm definitely interested in Thimbleweed Park and I was. I kind of had put it on my uh, wish list but, uh, as it were in the in the past, but I will wait until it comes to Switch uh, just based on the fact that you can just touch the screen and move around. I wonder if it's also coming to like iPad or things like that. That's another thing that I always get excited for and never play is games on my iPad or on my phone. I tend to like having physical controls, but I also don't want to move a cursor around the screen with the the joysticks. So, gosh, I don't know how I would like to play Thimbleweed Park. Part of me wants to play it on a computer because I'll have a mouse, but part of me wants to have it with me when I go places. So, what do you guys think? Where would you prefer to play um, point and click adventures? I know that there's people that listen to the show that love point and click adventures because I've talked to you guys, and I'm curious. How, where do you want to play this game? Do you want to play it on the Switch because it's portable, or do you want to play it on your computer where you've got access to a traditional mouse? Let me know. I'm number one. All right, that's all the time that we have for today. If there is a story that I missed, please let me know. You can shout at me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Stomp. You can email me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can use the phone number 260 Run Jump. That's 260 786 5867. Join our Discord and have conversation with other listeners, including myself. That's runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Or, of course, stop by the live stream sometime, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can buy Doc Socks from my awesome wife at her Etsy shop. You can join the Patreon, or you can just uh, you buy stuff on Amazon and I'll get a cut. For information on all of these ways to support the show, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.